This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Well, if you were here last Sunday, we've been talking about vision on Sunday morning. We'll move into the actual the GPS this week. I encourage you to come. These next few uh, six weeks, to be exact, we'll begin to teach you some things to stir you up how to be a disciple of Christ. That's Sunday morning. Don't miss this. Now, Wednesday nights, we've been talking about the, the authority of the believer. That's every one of us that if we are believers, we have kingdom authority. Open tonight to the book of Colossians chapter 3. Now, I'll just give you a little insight tonight. We're going to start in Colossians 3, and we're going to end in Colossians 1 is where we're going to try to get to. To review some things just a little bit here real quick, the prophet Hosea in the Old Testament, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, he said, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, I always am intrigued with the statement, my people, believers, we are, are perishing because of a lack of understanding. The message says it this way, my people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true. So as a believer, guys, we've got to get in the Word. We've got to find out what God wants us to have. And you've heard me say this. Every one of us in this room, you can have what God says you can have. You can be what God says you can be. And you can do what God says you can do. But it takes you understanding the Word of God. Now, in just reviewing real briefly... Last week in Acts 3.16, we read that it, it talked about the name of Jesus. And it, hit, it said, And His name, through faith in His name, had this, made this man whole. And it was talking about the man who had been lame from birth. And they said right here, You look at us, Peter and John, as if we've done something. And He gave them the key ingredient. He said, It's by the name of Jesus and faith in that name. So what I believe he's telling us there, it's one thing for every one of us to have the name of Jesus. But do I speak that name with faith, okay? See, I don't believe when Jesus gave us authority to use his name, he he ever intended it to be hit and miss. I believe Jesus wants every one of us that when we speak the name of Jesus... The the name we speak it toward, remember, it's the name above every name. It happens when we speak it. That's what I want to talk about a little bit tonight, that we really begin to understand the name of Jesus. Faith come by hearing, and hearing come by the Word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. I don't know about you, but in this six weeks of studying here on the name of Jesus, it stirred up faith within me again. It's stirred up faith when I speak the name. Anytime I begin to meditate on the Word of God and I get into the Word, it's going, to, it's going to strengthen your faith. Colossians 3, let's begin in verse 16. And it says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Now, I believe right here when he tells us this, he's telling me and you, That we must make room or give place to the Word of God in our lives every day. 
Let the Word of God dwell richly in you. Now that's a choice of mine to get into the Word of God every day. And he goes on to say, teaching and admonishing us, one another. Now when I get in the Word of God, the Word of God will instruct and the Word of God will direct. So when you feed on the Word, guys, I don't care who you are, faith will arise. When you dwell in the Word of God richly, whatever you're studying, you'll begin to sense faith arise in that area. He goes on to say in this verse here, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17. And whatever, say whatever, whatever, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, did you get that right there? Let every detail in your life, whether words or actions, be done in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're doing in life, tag it with the name of Jesus. When you go to work, go to work in the name of Jesus. When you're sweeping your, your, your floor, do it in the name of Jesus. Before you go to bed at night and you're sleeping, do it in the name of Jesus. When you're mowing the lawn, do it in the name of Jesus. Why am I telling this? Because if we really get a hold of what he says right here, whatever you do, do in the name of Jesus. Why? The name of Jesus marks me. It identifies me. You know, I, I like to play golf, and I, I was going to play golf over in Clovis at Cannon Air Force Base with these guys who are from the military. They had retired. Actually, some of you will know, um, two of these men play at the Men of Iron. They're on the praise team. One of them is a, a, good, a bass guitarist named Ken. The other one's the 60-year-old drummer, the, the tall, lanky black guy named Greg Darden. And those, I'm telling you, those guys are men of God. So I go to play golf with them one day at the Air Force Base. And it's, it's me and Greg and Ken and my brother. We go to the first tee-off box, and there's, there's carts just lined up, all of us waiting to tee off. And so Greg says, come on, guys, get in here. So I'm thinking, what's he talking about? So I look, and they all have their drivers, the club they're going to hit off the first box. They all put them right there in the center, and they said, come on, come on. So I go over, and I put my club in there, and I never forget this. Right there on the number one tee-off box, Greg begins to pray. Whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. Even when you're golfing, and I mean right in front of all those men. He said, Father God, bless our day. Let our day be filled. And I mean, he just began to pray, and I thought, Man, what would happen if we just begin to include Jesus in whatever we do? Whatever. So he goes on to say, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus. You know, when you begin to give thanks in life, all that is is praise. When you go around thanking God, thank you, Father God, for another day of life. Thank you, Father God, for divine health. Thank you for victory in my life. Thank you for providing. Thank you, I got a home. Thank you, I got a car. Thank you. 
All that is is praising God. And this is what it's talking about. But he said, thanking God through Jesus Christ. Now, Acts 17, 28 says, In Him we live, and in Him we move, and in Him we have our being. So if I'm to live and to move and to breathe in Christ Jesus, I might as well start doing it in the name of Jesus. Everything I do must be in the name of Jesus. Now look back to your right, way back to right before Revelations. I want to read one verse in 1 John 3. I want you to see this tonight. 1 John chapter 3, and as you're turning there, when every one of us in this room gave our heart to Jesus, according to Romans 10 verse 9, it says that you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus. When I begin to speak in the name of Jesus, I must speak that name out of my mouth, okay? Part of your salvation was verbally confessing. When you use the authority in Jesus' name, you must speak it out of your mouth. But just as you had to believe for salvation, Jesus came into your heart. I believe this is very important. That not only I speak the name of Jesus out of my mouth, but I come to a place in my life that when I speak the name of Jesus, I speak it with faith. In other words... I believe when I speak that name out of my mouth, things are going to happen, okay? Now, I want you to note this verse here because this drives this point home. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And this is His commandment that we should believe, get this, we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. I don't think there's a better way to put it right there. That we should believe on the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when I believe on the name of Jesus Christ, I believe in that name because that name represents everything that He is. It represents His character. It represents His victories. And so when you look at this, guys, I speak the word of, of, of Jesus or the name of Jesus out of our mouth, but I never can get away of the element of faith. I've got to believe and trust God when I speak that name. Things are going to happen. For every one of us in this room, we've got to get to that point. And, and when I see this, guys, I believe this is the difference why the name of Jesus works for some people and it doesn't for other people. Now, I want to highlight something here. The name hadn't lost its power and authority at all. It always comes down behind the force behind the user. And so when you speak the name in faith, things are going to happen. I can take you back to Acts 3, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. When Peter and John went up to the temple to pray, they came across that lame man. And Peter said, hey, look at us. Silver and gold we don't have, but such we have give thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, I say that because Peter and John... They had faith in that name. They had faith in that name that you go back and you look, and it says Peter yanked him up. He yanked him up. And it was like he was saying, you're going to walk, boy, in the name of Jesus. You're going to... That was his faith. I believe personally, guys, the name of Jesus will still work that way if we'll feed on it. 
If we'll feed on that name and get a revelation of that name and a revelation of faith in that name, things will happen. Now look with me in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Speak the name in faith, okay guys? The only way that happens when you get in the Word. Start getting in the Word on the name of Jesus. Just all these different scriptures we've gone over and we've gone over. Now, I want to give a, a personal application right here. How the Word or the name of Jesus will work in your life. No matter what you've opened the door to in your life. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous or the wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Now, I want us to get this, guys. He's telling us here that the wrongdoers, guys, they won't experience the kingdom of God. He says, don't deceive yourself or do not be deceived. Don't be misled, guys, okay? Don't think I'm exempt from this stuff. Now, he's given us some kingdom insight in here. And I want you to keep reading here. I want you to see this. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's quite a list. That's quite a catalog, isn't it, here? But what he's telling us about, if I choose to indulge in any of these, you will not inherit the kingdom of God, okay? Point blank. And I know that's not a fun thought. But with every person in this world and in this room, you have a right to reject Jesus. You can say, I want to live however I want to live. And you know what? God will let you do that. But I want you to know this, that if your life is identified by some of these, life's not over. You can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you can repent, and God will forgive you, and you will experience the kingdom of God, okay? He won't force any of us, but He will give us an opportunity right here to go ahead and, and to walk this out. Now, look, look what he goes on to say here. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to get this. Because in our society, we like to think we can overlook this or we're exempt. Well, it's okay if I just do a little bit of it. No, no, no. Look real close what he said. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not. So our teaching right now will come back and people will say, well, this is what grace is for. I can do whatever I want and grace covers it. Well, I tend to disagree because in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, it says, will you abound in sin? Will you continue in sin that grace may abound? And you know what the answer to that is? The Scripture said this, certainly not. Certainly not. And so I want every one of us to get a hold of this, okay? Now look at verse 11. And such were some of you. 
Such were some of you. What were some of us? This list was some of us. It identified us. Now, I can stand before you and say, there's several on that list that I was before I got born again. I mean, there were several of these on this list that dominated my life. And maybe you can say, yep, some of these dominated my life too. So he goes on to say, and such were some of you. But oh, I want you to get this. Get this, okay? But you were washed. That means cleansed from sin. You were sanctified. You know what that means? You were set apart for God. You were justified, totally accepted in His sight. How? Now get this. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in reading that, you know what that tells me? I can begin to say this. I thank you that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by His blood, I've been washed from sin. I thank you because of the Lord Jesus Christ, I've been sanctified. I've been set apart. I thank you because of the Lord Jesus Christ, I've been justified. I've been declared holy. And guess what? The only thing I had to do is receive Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life and say, I'm going to live for you, Lord Jesus. Now, when I begin to look at this, This is big for every one of us in here. Because you know what? You start addressing it in the name of Jesus. You start speaking the name of Jesus over your life and in this area. And if some of these in this that we just read have dominated your life, begin to speak to them in the name of Jesus. If you have a problem being a thief, you start saying, in the name of Jesus... I thank you that being a thief doesn't dominate me no more. All I'm beginning to do, I'm beginning to address things in my life in the name of Jesus. Now remember this, according to Philippians 2, 9 through 11, the name of Jesus is above every name. You can go back and look at this catalog of sin in verses 9 and 10. Every one of those have a name. Every one of them have a name. So what am I telling you? I believe we start speaking the name of Jesus over hang-ups in our life. How many of you, since you got born again, have had to deal with some of these things? I had. I got born again, guys. And and I, I can stand before you and I can tell you, when I got born again, the temptations to do a bunch of drugs, they left me. But the temptation to drink... It didn't leave that easily, okay? Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. The name of Jesus, guys, is to be used every day. It's to be used daily. Begin to speak that name. Remember, now we can go back and we can highlight what we talked about. And whatever you do, do in the name of Jesus. I believe He still sets people free. When I come under the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb, I'm telling you, there's freedom. When people say, man, it doesn't work for me. No, it'll work. The name of Jesus is still powerful. Colossians 1, verse 12. Giving thanks, the New Living says, always giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. 
who has qualified us, every one of us in this room, if you're born again, He's qualified you, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, you have an inheritance. The issue is, if I don't know what my inheritance is, it's hard for me to spend it. It's hard for me to use it. So, he tells us, number one, you have been qualified, okay? Verse 2 or verse 13, the second part here is, I want to show you what part of your, your inheritance is. Look, and He has delivered us, He has delivered you from the power of darkness. You know what the power of darkness can be? Those very things that we read in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Verse 10. Now, if you'll notice, this is past tense. He said, who has delivered us? He's done it. So you know what he's saying? Here's my name. Begin to speak the name of Jesus over your life. So this is how it looks. I thank you, Father God, that you have delivered me from the power and you fill in the blank. You have delivered me from the power of alcohol. You have delivered me from the power of drunkenness. You have delivered me from the power of adultery. You have delivered me from the power of covetousness. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, put your name in there. Begin to speak your, your, your name, and you begin to speak the name of Jesus over your life. When? Every day. And he says, who has delivered us, from the power of darkness, and conveyed or transferred you into the kingdom of His Son of love. So part of your inheritance is this, that He took you out of the kingdom or the realm of darkness, and He's translated you or transferred you into the kingdom of light. Now, that happens when you begin to exercise your authority of who you are in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to tell you, for years in my life, alcohol dominated me. I begin to speak this over my life right here, and I would speak in the name of Jesus, and I would speak by the blood of Jesus, and it became so strong in me that I would write three by five cards right there with Colossians 1.13 down. I had them all over the place. And I mean, throughout the day, I would say, He's delivered me from the power of darkness. I thank you. Alcohol has no dominion over me. And you know what? Some of you would say, and you quit drinking immediately, didn't you? No, I didn't. From the time I started speaking that over my life, understand this, when I first started speaking it, guys, I was speaking words. I was speaking Scripture. I was getting my mouth in line with the Word of God. But there wasn't any faith there. There was no faith in the name of Jesus. So how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So on a daily basis, I was hearing that verse. How was I hearing it? I was speaking it. I thank you, Father God, you've delivered me out of the power of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of light. So I keep speaking, I keep speaking it. The more you speak the Word of God, and faith come by hearing. He didn't say who you had to hear. You can hear yourself. What happens? 
is that Word of God begins to take root in your heart. And so things begin to happen. Things started happening. Now, if you're used to drinking every day and you go a day without a drink, that's a big deal. How's like? A lot of people would say, you win a day without drink? Yeah. And I mess up. And I'd go back and drink. And I've been there, guys. And you know what I'd do? I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd beat myself up. And I'd say, you're so... And then guess what? I realized. Just repent. Don't beat yourself up. Here's your good verse. Romans 8, 1 says... There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Understand this. When condemnation comes, it's not from God. It's the devil. And he'll say, you're sorry. You're no good. So what I'd do is I'd go back in and I'd repent. I'd say, Father God, I blew it. I repent for doing that. And I'd start quoting Colossians 1.13 again. And before long, I'd go a week without a drink. I'd go a month without a week, a drink. Before long, I realized, I've gone a year. And you know how long it's been now? I'm, I'm approaching 30 years. That's not me. God. That's, that's, I give God glory. I'm just telling you, the name of Jesus will work. Now, how does all of it happen? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 14. We've got to hurry. In whom we, me and you, what? We have redemption. You know what redemption means? We've been repurchased. We have redemption how? Through Jesus' blood and the forgiveness of sin. So guess what? You start speaking the blood of Jesus over your life. And if you blow it, repent. Repent. Get back up. Get back up. And I've had people that miss months for church. And I said, man, where have you been? And they said, oh, pastor, we did this wrong and we did this wrong. And we're so sorry. We're just... Uh... Man, I've missed your church. Get back up and get back in here. It doesn't bother me when people come in here and say, oh, pastor, we messed up. We did this or this. You know why? Because I know God will forgive you. God will set you free. God will heal you. But the key is, I've got to keep getting in the Word. And I've got to keep speaking the Word. And I tell you, any time I speak the Word of God out of my mouth, it's going to birth faith within you. Some of you don't give up, okay? Keep speaking the blood of the Lamb. Keep speaking the name of Jesus. And if you've had stuff in, in, in the Corinthians that has dominated your life, repent of it. And start speaking to it in the name of Jesus. Ooh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Whatever that is. And it may look differently for every one of this. But He's delivered you out of the power of darkness. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.